Hi, everybody. This is Tony Kahn, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. John Sedgwick's family story is a part of American history. His unobstructed view of where he comes from stretches back six generations to the beginnings of the United States. Petrina Katsikis's family, on the other hand, is a tale of missing links. In today's Morning Story, we hear what both of them have learned from their families about looking back and about moving on. Ah, the Sedgwick Pie. Sedgwick Pie is a very unusual graveyard. Concentric circles. Our common ancestor, Judge Theodore Sedgwick from the time of the Revolution, and the mother of all of his seven children, arranged in that first circle at their feet, out six generations to the place where I ultimately will go. When I was about six years old, I had this delightful step-grandmother. We went to play hide-and-go-seek in, uh, um, in the town cemetery, and the groundskeeper there ran us off, saying, this is not the um, playground. And she said, well then, we'll go off to our cemetery. And I said, thought to myself, our cemetery? What could our cemetery be? So she goes down the pathway and then through a stand of trees, and there were these graves. And it was magic, like that moment in a children's story when you go through the wardrobe into the other side. Oh my God, the whole little city of Sedgwick's taking their heavenly rest. Um, you know, I was raised by my mom, two sisters, single mom. We, you know, we were on welfare in elementary school. My father left when I was two. He was supposed to come and visit us regularly, and he maybe came a handful of times as we were children. My mom, it was never, oh, that bastard, or oh, that horrible man. She never, never did that. Even if she was thinking it, she would never let us see that. I remember it was a Sunday evening, and my mother called me and said that my Aunt Christine had called her and that our father was dying. We hadn't talked to any of that side of the family for years and years. I think he was given two weeks, and he pretty much died the next day. Sedgwick's have this unusual funeral procession. Like almost everything we do, there's a lot of ritual to it. And it consists of taking, placing the body or the ashes, as the case may be, uh, into a large casket, which is covered over with the Sedgwick pall, purple and white, and then taken by horse-drawn cart to the Episcopal Church. And then the long processional down Main Street, very slow, led invariably by my father. He was always the lead mourner, and we all pass by the grave, and we get a clump of the soil and drop it into the grave. Thump. Later, when I became a rebellious teenager and the 60s were fully upon us, I just thought this thing was sick, this very unseemly ancestor worship. You know, regular people didn't have this kind of thing. They didn't have, you know, histories and lineage, and they didn't have graveyards like this. It wasn't just being dropped into the pie at the end of my life. It was dropped in the pie all through my life. Who the hell was I? My mother picked me up, and we literally 
my mother doesn't speed, but she sped that night. And we sped up to Manchester, and my sister got a ride in. I just went because I felt that I would regret it if I didn't. And all I did was just said goodbye. And he was on a lot of drugs, and he was really out of it, so I don't even think that he knew who I was. He called me Katie, which was the name of his younger daughter, and he had two more children after us with future wives. He was on his fifth wife when he died. My sister actually stayed with him all night, and she was holding his hand when he died. I feel like I gave him one last chance when I was in my mid-twenties and I I wanted a car, I really needed a car, and he was a used car salesman and he wouldn't even take my calls. Then that was when I, I knew there would never be anything. Now I don't even have to worry about it. He's gone. After my dad died, I was 21. I was standing with my brothers, both tall, strapping men, you know, a good 6'4", I'm less, considerably less. And I was standing beside them, they were belting out the hymn, Our mighty fortress is our God. Well, I didn't get through more than three syllables of that before my voice completely choked up and I just buckled. I can remember sitting in a chair and crying so hard that I saw stars. I missed him so desperately. You know, it's so funny. You're not aware that you're being pushed a certain direction from the beach until suddenly you find yourself 50 yards down and you think, how did I get here? Well, there's a very strong tide. And the Sedgwick family is a very strong tide. And it's really hard to fight it. And I had decided which way to go to this day. My mother, I just, I can't even think of a time when she didn't protect us from everything for our whole lives you know she made sure we went to college she gave up everything so putting us first and just being strong enough and willing to drive us to New Hampshire that night to make sure we were there on the night that he died actually now that I think about it I hadn't even realized that yeah the four of us you know he in the bed and my sister holding his hand and I saying goodbye and my mother there too and I, I do remember that she leaned over and kissed him on the cheek and forgave him. And I think she did that for us. So that we would forgive him. She wasn't doing it for herself. Caring is hard. Caring takes effort and courage. Love and trying to understand is so much better. They are not distant ancestors. So they're my brothers and sisters. And they struggle with the same things. This whole question of status, measuring up, fitting in. Man, that was true of all of them. And that is true of everybody. I think everybody is trying to measure up and fit in. I think that is what we're all trying for in this world. 
In a certain way, the dead do stay with us. And that's the blessing of this family, and I think potentially it's a blessing of other families. They live in us. They live in me, and it's a struggle. And I think that without that, it wouldn't have the value that it does. A quest for understanding and for reunion. And I can see them and feel for them and be with them. I am buried in the pie, even as I stroll about its stones. That was John Sedgwick and Petrina Katsikas with today's morning story. I'm here in the studio with uh, Gary Mott. You know, Gary, it's amazing what one person's story has to tell you about your own life. But Mm. when you get two stories to talk to each other like that, it just covers so much more ground. I mean, it's touched on so many things uh, in my life and my feeling for family. I have a cousin. Her name is Vivian. I'm actually going to be seeing her. We're having a cousin reunion for the first time in about 167 years. (laughs) She has a family tree chart now that's about six and a half feet tall, which is three feet taller than just about any con has ever managed to get. And I'm really looking forward to traveling that family tree with her. It gives me a feeling of being part of an ongoing story. Right. I have an uncle who uh, has always been a very proud Swede. You know, he celebrates St. Lucia Day every December. He would always host a a smorgasbord for the family. You know, he would drink glug at holiday time. (laughs) He did some digging. Yeah. And lo and behold, (laughs) Uh he's Finnish. (laughs) He was destroyed. (laughs) I I feel for him, and I hope that he found in his now combined heritage... An even deeper sense of belonging to that part of Europe. But even if you can only look back one generation, you're looking to something more than just who you are. And that just gives enormous fullness to your life. You know, when Petrina was telling me her story and, you know, she was describing that moment the night her father died and and realized that, my God, that was the first time that she could remember the four of them had been together in the same room. Mm. There are moments that are like have the key to our hearts and all of a sudden we're there. Mm-hmm. And because we're there, we can be affected by what's happening in the past in a way that we never can if we're just remembering it. Being right? there, seeing her mother, seeing forgiveness and closure in some sense, that opened one door and, and closed another. She had the good luck to have that moment happen, and now she's she's passed it on. And in a funny way, John, who's a, a patrician and in his background as he possibly can be, has has given me, a very lowly citizen of this world, a feeling for how even the greatest families are still made out of just people who are looking sure. to find themselves. And a very generous gift of his, too. Incidentally, anybody who's interested in hearing about John's journey going back through his family and learning what each of these ancestors was like as a human being can read his book, In My Blood, which we'll have a link to. WGBH.org slash Morning Stories, our homepage. And uh, please get in touch with us, Morning Stories at WGBH.org. Before we sign off, we do have uh, one piece of email. As you know and perhaps know all too well, we we do ask you for contributions if uh, you have it in your heart and in your pocket to to help us keep the the show going. And we did get a a wonderful email from somebody who sent actually a a very generous contribution to us. Gare? Steve from Latham, New York. Just wanted to say that while we love your podcasts in general, you don't know the whole story part two 
clearly was written for us. That's the uh, story that Eduardo, lovely man, Eduardo Villamil from uh, Colombia told about his son who had a physical problem and he, he told the story uh, going backwards in time so you, you learn more and more about what had happened to this kid as he becomes younger and younger. That was mm-hmm. wonderfully done. Steve says that this is the story of our 14-year-old son, Aaron, who has autism and now ties his shoes like everyone else with no hint of how long it took him to learn. It's enough to make you wonder whether all stories shouldn't be told in reverse chronological order. We'll be back with another morning story really soon. So, Steve, thank you very much, and all of you for downloading and for sharing your stories with us. Take care.